Roller coasters aren't for everyone, but there are people who will wait in line for hours to taste that mix of exhilaration and fear, to feel that adrenaline pump through their veins, to experience the intoxicating peaks and drops. Lawyering isn't for everyone either. But if you're listening to this podcast, you likely enjoy roller coasters too, or at least you thought you would give this one a try, to experience moments of almost immeasurable satisfaction, but also times of great challenge and self-doubt. On this podcast, I hope to help you tackle both the lows and the highs, with some thoughts of my own, but also with guests who will share their own experiences. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, glad you're joining me today. Thank you. Where do your clients come from? Where will they come from? If you're listening to this podcast, you may be a law student, an articling student, perhaps a new lawyer. You may already have clients, perhaps those sent to you by a more senior lawyer. If you are a student, all that is ahead. But the overall point I want to make today is the following. It's never too early to start thinking about your future client base. Where will your files come from? Early in our legal careers, the overwhelming focus is on climbing that steep learning curve. And it can be steep indeed. There may be days when just staying upright on your feet and continuing the climb may be a priority. I get that. And I did experience that just like you. I'm not remotely suggesting that you spend a part of each day thinking about your client base, planning on how to get clients tomorrow or their day after, but you should give the issue some thought and plant some early seeds because practicing law is not just about your side of the equation. It's a relationship between you and your clients. You need clients to be able to practice law. Of course, there are exceptions, aren't there always? If you end up working in-house as counsel to a large corporation, for example, you will have an in-house client, so to speak. You will deal with legal issues for the corporation. So that is an instant client base. Here's another exception. You work for the government. Again, files will come to you automatically and organically. But in most other instances I can think of, sooner or later you will need to bring in work. That goes without saying if you have gone out on your own. You are running your own shop and really, whether you are managing to pay your bills, including paying yourself, depends on whether you have clients and if so, how many. If you are a new lawyer starting out with a firm where the expectation is that you will work with more senior lawyers or even 
that smaller files will be given to you to work on under supervision, perhaps, then you have less pressure in the short term to find your own clients. That is great. And no, you will not need to worry about where your next client is coming from, at least not for a little while. But having worked at a variety of firms of various sizes, I can tell you that does not last for long. Most firms expect their juniors to build their own practices over time. And in fact, some will expect you to account to the partnership for steps you have been taking in that direction. Yes, it's true. When I was on Bay Street, we had to submit a report every few months on what we had done to market ourselves and to find our own clients. More than that, we had to account with details on the rate of our success, how many clients we brought to the firm and how many became our own clients. In smaller firms, the pressure may not be as overt as that, but as you keep practicing and the level of your experience increases and it makes less and less sense for a more senior lawyer to double up on files with you, you will be expected to grow your own practice. And again, this pressure is very real from day one if you strike out on your own from the very beginning. That regular paycheck, that will depend on you and your success in finding work. Whether we like it or not, we need to remember each and every day of our professional lives that for most lawyers, the practice of law has a business aspect built into it. That is the reality. Our work is not done in a vacuum. It is done for someone. We need to find that someone. Otherwise, we do not practice law. I know, I'm repeating myself. Here are some practical suggestions. Number one, if you already have some clients, ask yourself, where did these clients come from? How did they end up at my office with me as their lawyer? Was it word of mouth? Was it through advertising marketing? Were these referrals from a specific group of people? For example, other lawyers, perhaps your law school classmates. Keep a constant eye on where your clients come from. Figure out the best sources and work on maintaining them or even increasing their potential for bringing you new work. That is something you will have to do throughout your practice. And it's helpful to start early, to develop the habit of regularly tackling the business aspect of your practice of law. Here is an example. If your law school classmates are the main source of your referrals, how are you keeping those relationships active and healthy? How are you staying fresh in their minds as someone who might be the right person to refer a client to? Are you active in your peer groups? Have you joined organizations that will give you exposure to law practitioners? Number two, if you do not yet have your own clients, you should assume, pretend if you need to, 
that you will need them tomorrow. That will help you formulate the right mindset early on, the business part of the legal practice mindset. Yes, that is tough to do when you are climbing a steep hill and sometimes there aren't enough hours to sleep. And that happens early on. But here is another suggestion I have, and it's worked for me over the years. Schedule time in your calendar for specific tasks. I know it may sound silly, but it's not. Fridays are my marketing and promotion days. I also do most of my catching up on recent case law on Fridays. Those things are scheduled in my calendar on a recurring basis for Friday. Yes, there are Fridays when I cannot get to either of those tasks because I'm drowning in work related to actual law files. But I see those appointments on Friday in my calendar. I see them on Saturday too, and sometimes I'm able to complete them over the weekend. It's important to form habits early on and have reminders of things we need to do. Number three, create an action plan. It may not be long or ambitious at first, but it should grow over time and you need to start somewhere. I plan on doing this and this in the next six months to increase my visibility among lawyers, among my peers, as someone with an interest in a niche area of the law, someone who has a lot of files involving this or that issue. So when a lawyer has a file with that issue in it, they will think, ah, that is the person to send the client to, or maybe just call the person for advice. Remember that even if you do not get a client out of this the first time around, if you make yourself accessible, help another lawyer with an issue, they will remember you. This may be the beginning of a beautiful referral relationship and maybe even a friendship. At the end of the six months, go back to your plan and assess it. What worked? What did not? Were you too ambitious? Did you make a plan too easy for yourself? What was best about it? What could be improved? And then make a plan for the next six months. This process is step by step and builds on itself, or at least it's meant to. Do not neglect this part of your practice. Dentists need patients. Lawyers need clients. These are just facts. Building your practice, a phrase we lawyers use a lot, is part of who you are and what you need to do. This goal needs to be organized, sustained, and approached with thought. And now my customary closing, slightly modified as my thoughts about it have evolved. If you want to be a lawyer, truly want to, the type of lawyer you would admire and want to hire yourself, you can be and you will be. If you believe in yourself, others will believe in you. Remember that curves in the road, even occasionally running out of gas, 
will make your arrival at your destination all the more satisfying. Signing off for now. Please join me again. New episodes every other Monday. And yes, you might occasionally hear one of my cats.